unbadding, unbadding, we're unbadding, baby. We're on a journey, baby. We're unbadding, baby. We're unbadding. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Unbadding. I'm Jessica Presley. And I'm Dana Pereira. We have made it to October. We have made it to October. In fact, you know what? I actually got to give us a little bit of props here. Okay. We skipped a week in October. We did. We took a mental health week. I was going to say self-care. Yeah. Yeah, we did. That was so unbatting <laughs> of us. We some unfucking baddies, man. I know. Look at us go. I know. And We're now here we are in October. Mm-hmm. All in our flannel. Walking the walk. Walking the walk. Talking the talk. Being spooky. Spooky as fuck. I got red and black <laughs> flannel on right now. The only thing I don't have is like a jack-o'-lantern. Mm, but those will be coming soon. Haven't been to the pumpkin patch yet. Neither have I, but so many people love Halloween season. Are you a Halloween season lover? You know, if you would have asked me 10 years ago... I would have feigned obnoxious, like, but because I was always a summer baby. I like spring. I like summer. Give me the baby ducks in the hot weather. Um, And then as I get older, and I'm not sure if this is like a turn since I've had children, even though I've had them for 18 years now, or what it is, but I am realizing that there is something about fall and the holidays that makes me feel cozy. Mm, yeah. Cozy's nice. I like the pumpkin patch. I like Halloween. I like the fall crispness. I like Thanksgiving especially. Mm. Um, and I think if I'm going to psychoanalyze myself, <laughs> yes, please, <laughs> that it has a lot to do with healing my inner child. Oh, okay. Enlighten me. So when you're a kid, this is like the funnest time of year. It's Halloween. It's Thanksgiving. It's Christmas. It's the like best. It's the like every most month. Exciting three months of the year. True. That's so true. You get multiple weeks off of school, mm-hmm. but you still get to go see your friends because it's not the whole summer off of school. Right. Um, it's like cold, but not too cold. You get presents. There's so many presents. Candy. Candy. Pies. You get to play with your cousins. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, too. You get to go with your cousins. That was the best. That was the best. Thanksgiving and Christmas with your cousins, nothing fucking beats it. No, it is the best. And I think that that's what, like, now having kids, I'm like, oh, gosh, you get to experience, like, the best three months, October, yeah. November, December. Yeah. You know what I'm trying to do, though? I feel like this is something that I'm working on. This is kind of like a new a new adventure for me. Uh-huh. Because a lot of times I have a tendency to get sucked up in the stress of it all. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I got to decorate. Oh, I got to buy the Halloween candy. And mm-hmm. I got to plan the meal and I've got to cook all the sides and make all the things and buy all the presents and do the right like and make everything fucking magical for these goddamn kids right right and I get a little trapped up in that stress it's like another thing I have to do but I'm noticing that if I let go of the have to and start leaning into the magic that it is bringing my children It feels so much more rewarding. So I really, I'm not remembering exactly where I got this from, but you just said the magic words and that was the have to. Mm. If you let go of the have to and replace it with I get to, yeah, that really does make a difference. It does. It really does. And I think that like, I started this actually with um, my oldest daughter's birthday at the end of September. I am not the person that loves to plan a party. There are 
few breeds mm. out there that love it, and I am in awe of you. Make the world go round. Thank you for picking up the slack where we fucking fail. Yeah. <laughs> I am not your girl. Yeah. However, in planning this birthday party for my daughter, what I had to lean into was like how special she was going to feel that day. Mm -hmm. I had to remember how she was going to feel with all of her friends there celebrating her. And how do you do that? I remember what it felt like to be celebrated. Totally. Whether it be for my 40th birthday or my fourth birthday, remembering what it feels like to be celebrated and special and everybody going out of their way to make sure that you have a good day. That feels fucking good. That feels great. It really does. And so this season, starting with September, because Shay kind of, you know, she she started me on the path. Mm -hmm. My focus is going to be all about creating the joy. Creating the magic. To. I get to do it. I get to create the magic. How lucky am I? I love that. So great. See, I am a decorator. I love to decorate my house. Now, the party planning and stuff like that, I'm like, meh, take it or leave it. I've actually um, have really started recognizing how much people don't give a shit. <laughs> If they show up to your party and you give them pizza on paper plates and say fucking cheers with your plastic cups, nobody cares. No. In fact, those parties are oftentimes more fun because you're not afraid you're going to break the precious fucking China. <laughs> so true. So, so true. It's really, it's about like the the vibe of the party, mm -hmm. right? If it's like too stuffy, it's just not really that much fun. Yeah. Nobody wants to go to a stuffy party. Mm -mm. Oh, but I do love the decorating. I decorated my house for Halloween. Did you decorate for Halloween? I mean, ish. Yeah. Yeah. I have like, you know, a couple creepy doll heads and bloody fingers and some ghosts hanging up, but. Okay. All right. I mean, that's good. Yeah. I feel like every year I go to Home Goods, and it doesn't matter what time of year. If it's springtime, I'm like, oh, I need to go to Home Goods. I need to get springtime stuff. Mm -hmm. And I do that every year. So now I have boxes and boxes full of springtime stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, sometimes I'm like, don't know where I'm going to put it. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> the leftover boxes you put in a box and you ship to Jessica. <laughs> And then she then decorates and it's like new all over again. Well, you're going to have to fight Joss because oh, she has started <laughs> taking all of the leftover stuff and putting it up in her room. So for Halloween, oh, I love that. That's so cute. I was decorating for Halloween and I had all of the stuff laid out and I had to be like, Jocelyn, you are not allowed to touch a single thing in here because there was some cute ass shit in there. There was a spooky looking looking little kitten in there that was so cute. <laughs> there was like a little pumpkin jack-o'-lantern thing that had a witch hat on that was really cute. I had some witch boots and a Ouija board. Ooh, a Ouija board? That's extra cute. It's like a Ouija board cheese plate. Oh, I feel like we need to do a little Ouija board night. Oh, that's a good idea. Not with my kids, though, because they won't sleep for weeks. <laughs> Definitely not <laughs> with the kids. But I had to tell her, don't touch anything. Like, when I'm done and I finally decide that this is it, I have nowhere else to put stuff, then you can take the leftover. <laughs> you are a second-class citizen, my friend. Yes. Know your fucking place. Know your place. <laughs> Do not get first dibs. No. Mm -mm. no but way. I love a spooky season. Do you love spooky season or no? Um, I don't say that I love it or dislike it. I appreciate it. Um, we have some people on our street that like have a annual spooky freak fest competition. Oh. And there are these four houses in a row. That nobody decorates until the day of Halloween because they do not want the competitor neighbors next to them to see the spookiest of their spooky for the year. So do they ha do like haunted houses for the kids or anything? No, they don't do haunted houses, but they do some really freaky shit. Like one year. So um, 
they did like a pulley system between the telephone poles. And then as people would walk by, they'd pulley like a bloody doll head or something like across the between the two poles. And like you'd be freaked out because you weren't expecting it. And it'd go zoom right past you. See, there is a line between <laughs> like fun. My kids are terrified to Halloween say the least. stuff. And then terrifying your kids, which is a great segue into our topic this mm-hmm. week. It really is, actually. Way to go. <laughs> because um, another thing that people use to terrify children or human beings alike is urban legends, mm-hmm. you know, myths, stuff like that. And what better time to kick off urban legends then Halloween with your Halloween candy. Mm-hmm. How many times have you, I'm about to use a word that I don't mean to use. How many times have you fingered the candy? <laughs> I have fingered the candy every year mm-hmm. since my mom stopped fingering my candy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I have then proceeded to finger my children's candy. Yes. Mm-hmm. And when because did you I don't want them to die a heinous death of razor blades and drugs, right in their skittles. So, um, how old were you when you learned that that was a fucking myth? Today, today years old. Okay, <laughs> literally today when you were writing it on the board, I was like, wait a minute, that's an urban legend. That's not true. It was literally today years old. I mean. I think that I've known this for a few years now, but whenever I found out, I was like, that bitch lied to me. I don't think she knew. I don't think she knew either. Mm -mm. Do you check your kids' candy? I checked every single year up until last year. You didn't check. You just gave it to them. Yes. (gasps) Yeah. And listen. You must not love your children. I must not. (laughs) If they die from razor blades and drugs in their mouth. Yeah. um, One, what a terrible fucking drug dealer if he's just giving it away all (laughs) willy-nilly. Truth be told. He has zero return on investment. None. Yeah. The ROI on that is (laughs) negative. (laughs) But I never thought of it that way. Mm -mm. I never thought like, oh... Yeah, because I was told that the way that drug dealers get you is they give it to you in candy and then you're hooked and you go looking for the drug dealer. (laughs) His address is written on the inside of the now and later. Right? Like, how are you going to fucking find him? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's logical when you think of it that way. My little child brain. I still check my kids candy every year i will i'll still check and it. you know what and that's fine that's that's a trauma that you brought into adulthood <laughs> <laughs> and you need to figure that out last year i was like if seriously nobody is trying to penetrate my children's mouth with a razor blade and even if they did am i trying to cut my own fingers with the razor blade as i'm like pressing it I mean, I think I'm squishing their candy. I'm really like only looking for um, open packages. Oh, I'm not like really looking for razor blades. I'm looking for open packages. So like nobody put like fentanyl in my kids candy. Okay, no, I legit was squeezing (laughs) the shit out of their candy. (laughs) Hazardous. I would like that fucking Reese's pumpkin. It just mash. It's a mash. It's a mash. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I was never doing that. Mm-mm. Well, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> never doing that. But I thought that it was necessary to do. And I'm not even going to say, I mean, I think that there was a story last year about fentanyl and candy, something mm. about like, I don't know, hard candies or something. There is a ghost. There is 100% a ghost in here right now. <laughs> Hitting your microphone. If anybody is I watching what is happening, the YouTube video, mm-hmm. something freaky just happened like two times in a row. It's that drug dealer. I think there's a ghost drug dealer in here. There is a a ghost drug dealer that keeps fucking with my mic. And I see you, okay? And you are welcome here. So long as you are friendly like Casper. Please be nice. Mm -hmm. And if you are not nice, 
then we would like you to leave mm-hmm. immediately. You have no power here. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I should sprinkle some salt around <laughs> you yeah, and just throw it over my shoulder or just, you know, mm-hmm. cheers. But I mean, that that's not where um, all of the stuff kind of ended. And so come to find out that the reason that people were saying like, oh, there's razor blades and stuff in the candy was a reason to invoke fear in children so that they didn't down all of their candy so that parents had some control over how much they were getting so that they, you know, didn't end up with tummy aches or, you know, whatever else that kids do. This triggers the shit out of me. (laughs) (laughs) I understand. Because all of the parents that are trying to take said candy away from children and instill the fear are then equally giving just as much candy to other parents' children. Mm -hmm. Like, why do we do this? It makes no sense. Do you know how many parents at the school I know that go trick-or-treating all night long with their kids and you know what they do the next day? They turn in the fucking candy. Oh, well, I guess it's like part of the ritual, right? So, for example, I'm not going to lie. I am very excited to dress up my little worker bees and send them out for to candy. gather all of the, you know, bounty and bring it back to the queen. Right. <laughs> like, I am looking forward to picking through my Reese's. Oh, my god! I was going to say, what are you going for? I'm going for Butterfingers. Butterfingers. Reese's. 100 grands. Oh, I'm not going for the 100 grand. I love 100 grand. Mm. I, this is another weird one. Whoppers. I love a payday. You're disgusting. <laughs> Who the fuck are you? Nobody eats the 100 grands in paydays. <gasps> Babe Ruth. Oh, I love a this Babe Ruth. This fucking bitch right here. Love- <laughs> you are going to have bounty aplenty <laughs> because that is the shit does not last in my house. 100 grand. Baby Ruth and Paige. Almond Payday. Joy. Oh, uh, no, 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 no. She back <laughs> off my Almond Joy. <laughs> but you got Baby Ruth, Payday, and 100 grand coming your way. Uh, I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. I also love a Reese's. Nope. I mean, there's not a lot that I say no to in the candy department. Mm. If it's sweet, yum. Shove it down my face hole. If it's sweet and salty, ooh, like... Let me grip onto something. I'm having an oral gasm immediately. <laughs> I love a sweet and salty combo. So mm. good. And I love sending my kids out to get it for me as I walk behind them with my glass of wine. Mm-hmm. And a flashlight. And a flashlight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not checking their candy. Not checking their candy. Yeah. But it's more fear-based stuff, right? Like, uh, let's talk some urban legends. Okay. What... Okay, so the major ones I remember as a uh-huh. kid, right off the bat, mm-hmm. Bloody Mary. Uh-huh. Bloody Mary and Candyman. <gasps> yes! Candyman, Candyman, Candyman. So, in my very studious research of Bloody Mary and Candyman, <laughs> um, Bloody Mary was actually the one that said the name three times into the mirror. Yeah. Candyman was just a movie that grabbed off of that. Oh, so Candyman played off the urban legend of Bloody, Bloody Mary. Ma- gotcha. Okay. So Candyman, and, and it kind of fits into the theme too, because there's so many horror films. I mean, it's spooky season. Mm-hmm. And Candyman, so many movies pull off of urban legends. Mm-hmm. Candyman is one of them. And... um. The cool thing about urban legends, or I mean, we could actually even relate it to today. Urban legends are essentially myths and disinformation. Yeah, in in an effort to invoke fear and control people. Yes. Yeah, 100%. And that was like the old urban legends are old school social media. To like spread fear and right. miss and disinformation. Wow, that is so freaking true. Mm-hmm. So true. Wow. 
And you can tell a lot by the urban legends because some of them, I mean, they all change. They're never the same. They are uh, like in one story of Bloody Mary. Um, she is getting her face all sliced up. I don't from an, a lover or something like that. And she dies. Um, and another version of it. Um, it's just about saying Bloody Mary in the mirror three times and a spooky ghost girl comes and kills you. Mm -hmm. And another version of it, Bloody Mary is very sad because she's had miscarriage after miscarriage after miscarriage. Mm. So I also saw a version where like if you say Bloody Mary into the mirror three times that you are supposed to see the face of your lover or the person you're supposed to marry. Or if you're going to die before you get married oh so in that version you say bloody mary into the mirror three times and the person is supposed to pop up but if a skull pops up instead you will die before you wed right and that's like when you're invoking fear early you know in the times where like being unwed was like the worst like to die an old maiden an old spinster that was never yeah. wed and never had children it's like how could you possibly live a fulfilled life where your only role as a woman was to marry and bear children I mean and being an old maid was like the worst thing that could possibly happen to you totally so yeah that's another fear-based thing and then Candyman, so the Candyman, it's it's a revenge thing, right? So Bloody Mary, that's like a revenge thing for women. It's very gender-based. Mm -hmm. And in Candyman, in the movie, he was, and let me see if I remember this correctly, he was the first freed son of an enslaved man that had relations with a white woman. And this was like... Is this in the story of Candyman or is this yes. in the movie of Candyman? The movie of Candyman. Oh, I didn't real like I have not watched that movie in years and I did not know it was that layered in like racism. We haven't watched that since we were how old, yeah. right? Yeah. So um and and again, I read this like a couple of days ago. So maybe I misunderstood and it is from a, an urban legend of Candyman. But from the way I understand it, Candyman is actually a pull off of Bloody Mary. But they are both revenge stories. Mm -hmm. And that in itself, revenge is fear based. Right. So we're driving another fear narrative there. Um, I mean, there's also stories like... Um, like the hook man. Do you remember the hook man? Mm, vaguely. Refresh my memory. So uh, I remember telling this story. Actually, I think Kelly on the island when we were growing up. Remember mm -hmm. Kelly? Yeah, I remember her. Told us this story. Um, very, uh, it fits the whole situation. We were like next to a fire, camping in tents. Ooh. <laughs> of a man who escaped in a sail asylum. Ooh. And there was a girl and a boy who were necking in the back seat. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're like on a cliff <laughs> overlooking something. Yeah, yeah, we're at some overlook or in like making a, out. a make out spot of some right. sort. And then all of a sudden it's like slasher. <laughs> the the insane guy with his hook comes. Oh, yes, with a hook. <laughs> And there are two different versions of the story. So there's the version of the story, or there's probably more than two, but there's the version of the story where they get home and there's like a hook in the back of their trunk and they realize that they like narrowly escaped oh, danger. Okay. Because they heard about this guy on the radio. Hmm. And then there's the version, and do you remember this, of... Um, the hooked man got the guy and he was like hanging from a tree over the car and his fingers were scraping the hood of the car <laughs> while the girl was still inside of it. No, I don't remember that, but it's super creepy. I'm wondering, though, something's triggering my memory. Was there a hook in Candyman, too? Yes. Did they like hook them up the back? and yes. like? Okay, yeah, lots of hooks. Those are super scary. Well, okay, so Candyman was actually 
he pulled from Bloody Mary. He also pulled from this urban legend as well, which okay. is kind of okay. why I think my brain went there immediately. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because it was kind of a mashup of the two. Ah, uh, so what a way to invoke fear. And I mean, what is the underlying um, l- lesson or fear thing that they're invoking there if they're saying there's a man escaping from an estate? Like, what is it to you that you hear when somebody's like, oh, 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 be careful because there's this crazy guy and they tell you this story? I mean, as a woman, it's like, um, I don't know, like you're doing something bad and you're going to get caught and you're going to pay for it. Right. You are out with a man. Necking. Necking. In a makeout spot. Mm -hmm. You're going to die. You're going to die. Yeah. The insane man has crazy morals. (laughs) He does. The guy from the insane asylum has ridiculously high morals. And when he sees you making out, he's super triggered. And he's going to make you pay. Because (laughs) urban legends play off of your fears and your obsessions. And it makes no sense. No. No. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. No. Um, But what's scary is that we have a lot of real-life terrifying things. True. And so whenever it comes to urban legends, um, the more that it seems believable, the more um, that it, like, invokes that fear, it just, if you think for a second that it could happen, you're hooked. And see, that's the thing. Like, it doesn't even have to be that believable. It just has to create a little bit of doubt. That's where something like chain letters comes in, right? You remember, uh, like, when email first started and it was like, if you don't send this to seven people, you're going to have bad luck for the rest of your life. And you're like, oh, fucking better send it to seven people. I was terrified of chain letters. I know. And so you do it. It just has to just like, invoke the tiniest bit of doubt. Well, and I think that (laughs) I'm really about to out myself. Not that I haven't already, but it really plays on people with mental illness. (laughs) We all know she's sick. (laughs) Like that OCD that I had that was, you know, essentially untreated. But you know what? For a long time, what we now would call OCD, you and I called superstition. Oh, growing up. Oh, Dana's so superstitious. She, she just only, has a lot of superstition. She only shaves her legs on Wednesdays and Saturdays. 100%. Right? Guys, that's a true story. That is not false. I would only shave my legs on Wednesdays and Saturdays because I thought that it would bring me bad luck. Right. Or what are some other superstitions if you have bad luck? Like uh, uh, open an umbrella in the house. My kids talk about that one. Oh, my God. If somebody opened an umbrella in the house 10 years ago, I would cry. I remember like being in a house with you growing up and you like freaking out over those things. I was like, ugh, she's so dramatic. Because I had no control over my life. The only thing that I could control was when I shaved my legs. And if somebody (laughs) opened an umbrella in the house. And don't dare break a mirror. If. I still like a think compact mirror, like a CoverGirl compact. Please don't let that crack. My twenties <laughs> are the result of me breaking a mirror when I was nineteen. <laughs> I am convinced, and I think that having that bad luck thing actually has a lot to do with your mentality and what you believe and the energy that you end up putting out into the universe. I think having those beliefs is very powerful. Mm-hmm. If I break a mirror, I'm going to have bad luck for mm-hmm. seven years. Mm-hmm. And then for seven years, you're looking over your shoulder, always thinking that it's bad luck. Right. Right. And I don't think that that is I, I think that was like my own undoing. I believed in these. If I didn't send the fuck. I didn't email seven people the chain letter. I know. These things still come up today, mm-hmm. right? I won't know if I would call it like a chain letter or email or whatever, but every once in a while I get a little something that pops up and I'm like, 
Oh, I got to send this to six people. And I'm like, no, no, no. Yeah. You don't need to send this to six people. Your life is going to be okay. I do this all the time. I have to interrupt my thought mm-hmm. with no, I don't have to. Like you see it on um, Instagram. If you're scrolling, they're like, you know, heart this to affirm that you're going to mm-hmm. make $10,000 mm-hmm. this month. And I'm like, I don't need to heart a post to affirm money making ability. No, fuck that. I heart all of those. <laughs> I'm like, dude, it just takes a fucking heart. Boop. <laughs> boop. 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 Okay. No, so I le- heart all of those. I won't send it to seven people, but a heart? Psh, easy enough. But has it worked? I mean, you're like, not yet, but it could. It is in the works. <laughs> the universe is currently, she's counting how many hearts I have hearted. Okay. You know, and when I hit the certain number, my my debt will be paid. The magic number. <laughs> it'll happen. <laughs> you know, boop. <laughs> Still going to heart them. Still going to heart them. Affirm yes. If you want great relationships and loving up, boop. Yes, I do. So in some situations, <laughs> you get some stuff. In some situations, they're telling you you will have bad luck mm. if you don't those do Those are thing. the ones I don't like because mm-hmm. those are the ones that I know are just trying to make me scared. I do not like the fear invoking things. And it even comes down to like, uh, uh, let's see here, Bigfoot or like the Yeti or uh, the Loch Ness Monster mm-hmm. and stuff like that uh, where they're like, basically trying to keep you like out of the woods or out of the water or some sort of fear-based thing to make you not do something don't go into the woods alone although i will say bears are real and they are scary and a couple just died from bears in alaska that happens in alaska it does it's fucking terrifying don't Mm -hmm. go to alaska sorry alaska unless you want to sponsor us (laughs) (laughs) sponsored by Alaska. Alaska. <laughs> Go to Alaska.com. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get eaten by bears.com. <laughs> no, dot edu. <laughs> Dumb. I know. <laughs> but, like, what about Chucky or, like, the creepy haunted dolls? The creepy haunted dolls are my nemesis are they because my kids are so curious Uh uh-huh but so terrified i mean i'll give it to like there are some dolls out there that i'm like what the fuck that was on purpose it's all on purpose so my kiddos have this friend that we just learned lives a few blocks away from us and so it's real easy for us to walk to their house Mm -hmm. And we did a little play date and the mom had shared with us that they were waiting to put up their Halloween decorations until after the play date in case it was too spooky for the kids. Oh, she's super into creepy stuff. Okay. Right. So we find out that they have put their Halloween stuff up and the kids want to go do a drive by. And we do a drive by and it's like, they're curious scared but not too scared but then they want to do the walk by mm-hmm. but the walk by is scarier because you're closer right so we do the walk by and then they want to do the up close and personal like get on the property and this little nugget my daughter's friend loves some spooky shit uh-huh the first time i met this little girl she was dressed up as pennywise <laughs> oh fuck <laughs> And like a super creepy one, not just like a, you know, whatever. You might want to watch that one. <laughs> Her mom, equally super lovely, loves spooky, gobliny, ghosty, zombie shit. Yeah. And so it's clear where she gets it. Mm-hmm. So we go to her house today after school and the kids want the up close and personal tour of the creepy shit at their house. Okay. Does this little girl not walk out with a Chucky doll <gasps> that has a knife in its hand and like blood on its head and it's talking and like doing this thing? And Shay is beside herself. 
my oldest daughter cannot walk towards the house. She is paralyzed with fear. She has a million questions about how some human got stuck inside the stall. Oh, my God. And I will tell you. It was so disheartening to her that she did not even make it to gymnastics because she could not be away from me for more than five minutes because she was so terrified. Sweet girl. Yes. She almost came to record with us tonight. (laughs) (laughs) She was this close. That is. So the thing that creeps me out about these dolls in particular is that they sit in your room Mm -hmm. and they watch you. Like is wasn't there like Isabel or Annabelle or something like Anna, that? She I think was, it was super Annabelle. creepy. Yeah, yeah. And she's just like you know watching all the things. It's almost like someone looking through a peephole, which is also creepy as fuck. Super creepy. But if it's like a doll that you're like hugging and then you place the doll, but then it's watching you do all the things. And let's be honest, as human beings, we do some gross-ass things sometimes that we don't think anybody is watching. (laughs) I'm scratching my butt, you know? Picking my nose. Scratching my butt and smelling it. How am I doing? Do I need a shower? I don't know. I'm good. You know, like, there's so many things that I would not want the general public to see. Especially a doll. And, And if the doll is like what if the doll made a podcast and is now telling the whole world this doll social media <laughs> is blowing up it's terrifying mm-hmm. she could tell all the people all about of my the secrets things, all your all your secret secrets even though i'm pretty sure i just blew my own spot up you did with the butt time. scratching thing the, I, you know what the butt scratching i don't think you blew yourself up it was the butt scratch sniff <laughs> <laughs> Like the old scratch. <laughs> My face just got red. <laughs> it was the old scratch and sniff that got you. See, this is what happens when you drink wine and record a podcast. I know. You say some real embarrassing shit. Luckily for you, you have all the editing power. I'm going to leave it in. I know you are. <laughs> That's what I love about you. But there's the um, the fascination with people um, and gross shit, and also <laughs> horror movies. Horror movies are one of the biggest genres. I mean, if you think about even um, podcasting and stuff, it's like horror and true crime and urban Murders. legends. Oh my, you yes, know, like yes. it's all of these things that people get fascinated with. True crime documentaries are terrifying. The horror genre with the spooky shit. It wraps up all of this shit. It exposes us, I think. Mm -hmm. It exposes what we are fearful of. I guess we said it earlier. What we fear and what we obsess over. Mm -hmm. How many times... After having kids, have you obsessed over the most ridiculous thing that could possibly like make your kid die, make you die, oh, like sure. unalive in some way, somehow? Mm-hmm. 100%. We obsess over it. And I remember I was reading an article about um, a study that they had done where people remember these stories that invoke like the most disgust, mm. the most despair. Like you could tell a story about, um, uh, I'm like, where can I get gross at? Uh, you can tell a story about a bear um, mauling a dog and people are going to go like, oh, but now you tell a story about a family walking in the woods and the baby gets mauled by the bear. And then the dad tries to save the baby. And then the dad gets mauled by the bear. And then the mom is screaming and running. And then the bear mauls the mom. People are going to remember that shit. 
I'm going to have a nightmare about that. I know. I'm sorry that I did that to you. I know. You know, also I wonder, though, what chemicals are being released in our bodies whenever we hear those things that make us want more. It's like adrenaline and cortisol and, like, all of these stress hormones that, like, I don't know, you really feel it. It's visceral. And so I feel like I do not watch horror movies at all. I hate them. <laughs> do not want to watch them. You don't like any of the feel movies. You're like rom-coms, bleh, bleh. horror movies, bleh. <laughs> I'm like, if I could just watch some facts on a screen and be like, ooh, that was interesting, <laughs> I would be a very happy camper. <laughs> I have enough feelings in my day-to-day life. Totally get it. Totally understand. I don't need any more extra feelings. Definitely not horror. Definitely not horror. I you not I didn't used to know. I know <laughs> a lady that would let her young children watch Chucky. Uh-huh. And then when the kids were bad, she would be like, I'm gonna get Chucky. No. Oh yeah. And scare the shit out of her kids. I'm not t- talking like ten. I'm talking like three. Oh my god. Fear works. <laughs> Okay, so yes, fear works. It is also traumatizing. Well, all her kids are traumatized, yes. (laughs) 100%. They all fear the living shit out of Chucky. That is scary. And I am starting to recognize that I do the same thing with, you know, the jolly man in the red hat. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, however... Um, they're not fearing for their lives. No, but they're fearing for their desires. Yes. Which is also pretty traumatizing. Yeah. And also, like, would you consider that an urban legend? Yes. And like the, you know, hippity hoppity Easter's on its way. Uh Uh-huh. You know? We feed our kids so much much shit. Bullshit. To control. To control them. Oh, my God. We're no better than the government. Oh, fuck me. We are Hell. not. Jesus. Gosh, <laughs> does Joss still believe in the Jolly Man? She does. Kind of. I'm ripping that Band-Aid off this year for all of our little fucking kids. Okay. Well, I'm wondering if I should. So uh, let me tell a little story about another mythical creature, um, the Tooth Fairy. Oh, right. Um, so I was being uh, purposely not saying the word because sometimes I edit and she walks into the room. Mm-hmm, but now mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to have to edit when she's not yeah. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so Jocelyn found all of her teeth and letters that she had written to the Tooth Fairy. Mm-hmm. And she was devastated. Well, why'd you fuck up so bad? I didn't know that she was going to go on like the <laughs> third shelf of the guest room closet. Like, Hello. What you do is that you tell them to write letters to the fairy if they could keep their teeth. Oh. Then you never have to worry about them finding them. So I started. Here's the thing is that I put one foot in, one foot out. And I started to tell her that the tooth fairy wasn't real. And I, she was getting very upset. <laughs> How does that sound even? <laughs> You know what? I've been fucking faking this shit your whole life, kid. How does that sound? So mid-talk, I started backpedaling. Big time. (laughs) Hardcore. You know what my famous line is with that stuff? Mythical creatures? Hmm. They're like, is the so-and-so real? The spirit is real. No, no. no. I say, do you think it is? Uh Uh-huh. That's the famous line. Well, okay. Yeah, I've done that. But now she's found the proof in the pudding. So I have to do some, like... More lying. You have to do more lying. To do more lying. Lying to cover up my lies. So I eventually land on the tooth fairy. (laughs) This is so fucked up. I don't even know what you're going to say, and it's already fucked. She wants you to relive the magic when you're an adult. Mm. So she lets us keep everything. She comes, she reads it, she loves it. She gives you your money. <laughs> <laughs> and then she gives it to mommy and daddy to hold for when you're an adult. Okay. And when you're an adult, 
Then what? We get to give it back to you. Her teeth? <laughs> we get to give you your teeth back when you're an adult? I guess as a kid that might be like, oh, I get to have my teeth back. But like as an adult, you're like, what the fuck do I want <laughs> these teeth for? <laughs> and you get to relive the magic. Total. I, I really tried to spin it as this was like an extra special gift. It is an extra special that gift. That the tooth fairy was giving to you. But mm -hmm. here's where I fucked up. I have an 18-year-old son, and three days ago, Jocelyn asked me if I gave him back his teeth. Because <laughs> he's 18 now, he's 18. and she's going to want to see all his teeth. Yes. She legit looked at me, and she was like, so, Mom, have you told him? Because I told her I wasn't allowed to tell. Like I was like, you're extra special because you found out early. Nobody else knows. The <laughs> fucking layers, Dana. The layers, this poor child. <laughs> that is so fucked up. And you know what the most fucked up part about it? Is that, like, Joss is super intuitive. I know. You are fucking up her intuitive layer. Oh, my God. <laughs> I feel so guilty right now. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, Don't go man. home and tell her it was a lie. I you can't undo the done. I but if she asks about Santa, oh, you you gotta. I don't even know what to do right now. Like, why as parents do we get ourselves into all of these urban legends and myths? And it's it is insane. It is insane the things that we do to ourselves. You know what I love though. What if there are some urban legends? That turn out to not be urban legends. Ooh, like they're real. What if Bigfoot's real? Okay, here's one. <laughs> here's one. Okay. Men in black. Here come the men in black. Uh-huh. Right? Uh-huh. I am feeling it. I used to think aliens were things of urban legends and movies and stories and scaries, but like... I don't fucking believe that anymore. Those bitches is real. He, well, here's the thing. Back in the day, it was like a 70-30 split. 70% of people were like, aliens, ha ha ha, hearty har. Yeah. And 30 were like, I don't know, it might be possible. Mm -hmm. And then as science advances... Um, we're getting more and more information from the government where, and also I feel like people are more connected in a way to be able to share their personal encounters or stories in a way that have never been before. So like maybe all this stuff was like under the rug, but now you can just Google that shit and see like evidence, 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 evidence. It's a lot of evidence to deny. I don't think that it's even deniable anymore. Agreed. I for I mean for my entire life I always thought like for me the universe was so big. I couldn't imagine looking out into the abyss of darkness and stars and galaxies and not imagining that there was something else out there. At what age did you have that like vast view? very young i also have here let me get tell you some crazy shit about dana not only did she have ocd for a while she also has dreams about flying through the stars and the galaxies and the colors and the like i have legit dreams about flying through galaxies hmm. so i've always kind of just assumed it was real I think that's super cool. Me too. I think that I've had like a very narrow scope for such a long period of time that I am finally at a point where I'm like, wow, Earth is so insignificant. It's so tiny. And even as a human, I think for the longest time I felt like, well, I'm just the most powerful, incredible thing on the planet. Nope. You are just like every other fucking animal on the planet. And I think that that was another thing. I don't remember who said it. I want to give credit to Dak Shepard because I give him credit for pretty much everything, even though he probably doesn't deserve it all. But I think it was him or maybe I just heard it on his podcast where somebody was like, do you, why do you think that aliens don't even bother with us, really? Because we're so insignificant. And he, I don't know if it was him. I need to just 
say the story without giving credit. So whoever it was, was like, because we're like ants. I think about that all the time. I think about the the colonies of things that I believe are lesser than me and how little I think about them. You pay no attention no to them. No mind. Unless they're crawling on your skin and you're right, like, and you're like flick. Yep. And that's it. Yep. And so whenever I think about it in that aspect, because the universe is so vast and so expansive and there's no possible way for us to even grasp how large it is, I feel like an ant. Mm-hmm. I agree with you there. We're just like a teeny tiny little speck of things. Yeah, I think that that's like such a great viewpoint, though, to like really zoom out Mm -hmm. and see yourself as the most insignificant thing. You have to think about like how many other things are out there. So many other things. Aliens are no longer an urban legend. They are not an Mm -hmm. urban legend. I think that they are a real thing. And I think that there's so much more that comes into our society, into our dimensions. I feel like... I mean, even in the future, we can have talks about like glitches in the matrix stories that people have hopping timelines. I love that stuff. Uh I have such a hard time understanding it, but I'm super curious and like always love to hear stories about it. I love all of the stuff, all of the spooky Halloween stuff. I'm like spooky. I mean, you guys know I love some true crime stuff too. Good old hocus pocus. Little hocus. I do love some hocus pocus. Who doesn't? Yeah. Um, You know what I'm really excited for though? Nope. Next week, Mm. we have a guest coming on. We do. It's been a minute. It has. And she's very exciting. I'm not going to spoil it for you and let you guys know the topic just yet. But I am very excited to have her on. And I am stoked about these urban legends things. If you guys have any urban legends, uh, I mean, there's a gazillion out there. I know that there are some hometown urban legends oh yeah everybody has like a town where they have like the spooky house or the ghost story that happened yeah we I have would a few here love to hear about it mm-hmm. a few i can think of off top like off the top of my mind in san diego is like the whaley house oh yeah uh-huh. or hotel del coronado <gasps> like there's so many little spookies so i'm interested to know where are you from what like little local spooky story haunted house urban legend do you have to share with us yes and guys thanks for hanging out with us again and thank you also for letting us take our mental health break last week it was much needed and i feel really good this week i know energized and ready to go yeah (laughs) and until next time we're unbadding baby unbadding on Batting, we're on batting, baby. We're on a journey, baby. We're on batting, baby. We're on batting.